This is a man's world But we won't quit This is a man's world She who dares wins Hello folks and welcome to This is a Man's World, the She Who Dares Wins podcast. And my special guest this week is Rachel, who is a stonemason and currently working at Lincoln Cathedral. Cathedral? Yeah. Come on, Michelle, I can get this feeling. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Raquel. We'll get there. See, I told you it was my first podcast. <laughs> Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, yeah. thanks. Yeah, all right. Good stuff. Yeah, I had like a mad, mad panic before you rang me because I was like, I've been indoors for two weeks. I'm still wearing my pajamas. So I've just like quickly put a work shirt on. Like, nice. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I like it. It's good working. So, yeah, good plug there for um, Lincoln Cathedral. So, first of all, I'm intrigued. I came across you as I do with all my podcast guests. Oh my God, I'm going to put my teeth in. Podcast guests um, on Instagram. And yeah. I was like, ooh, stonemason. Um, I have never even like thought about that trade. And then I was like looking through your pictures and thought, this is incredible. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about what a stonemason is and what you do. Okay, yeah. Well, do you know, you'd be amazed how many people are like, stonemasonry, what's that? Like, it's yes. one of those weird ones where everyone's just like, it, it ranges from people think that we're some kind of like, sacred, secret, medieval society weirdo thing to like, you know, oh, do you, so do you just like build walls? Like, it's so everyone has such a weird and different idea of what we do. Um, I think it's a little bit different to like a lot of a lot of construction and a lot of the construction people that I follow on Instagram is building new things. So it's yeah. all like new builds, so like houses and like skyscrapers and whatever. And everyone's making things that are brand new. And it's weird because I'm making something um, while well, we're maintaining something that is old. So we're kind of trying to retain something that is, yeah, very old and crumbly and <laughs> trying to make it last a little bit longer. <laughs> Which is amazing, really. So that's like, um, yeah, like you're part of restoring history. Oh, dude, it's the coolest job. Like, I love it. Like, I get to, like, yeah, run around on the roofs of the cathedral and get to see, like, weird places that no one gets to see. And, like, yeah, something that I make gets to go on a building that it's been there for nearly a thousand years and will hopefully be there for, like, another thousand years. Like, that's so cool. And, yeah, like getting really up close to like bits of the building that no one gets to see. And you're kind of up there and you're thinking, wow, the last time someone was this close to this like carving or this molding was when it was being put there like wow. hundreds yeah. of years ago. And that's really cool. Like I yeah. get to be the person that's like the next person that sees it and be up close to it. It's, yeah. Is it's, that, it's, does that come with a lot of pressure then? That, um, if you oh, were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be like spot on. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine there's no like second chance that like it's not like oh it's fine, we'll build another one, guys. It's fine. Like <laughs> just reflect. Well, you're like uh, clearly very passionate about this. Um, so, did you grow up wanting like how does one become a stone mason? Like how, how did that happen? Yeah. I didn't even know what you, I didn't even know you could do this like until yeah it's crazy like I went to uni and I did art at uni in Leeds um 10 years ago so I'm 31 now 
So yeah, 10 years ago, I graduated uni, I did art. And that's, yeah, then I had a string of crappy jobs because that's what you do when you finish uni and you do art so yeah and I I always love making stuff like I was always like craft and making and doing like I make clothes and I knit and I make stuff and I like being outdoors and building and but that's not that's like a hobby that's not what you do for a job and especially like especially like being a girl growing up in I'm from Grimsby so it's kind of like like, it's great, I love it, but it's Grimsby, so <laughs> it's not very progressive. It's not very forward-thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you're kind of, like, under pressure. Not under pressure, but, like, it was just expected, like, if you can go to uni, you should go to uni, because, like, if you got the grades to go to uni, why wouldn't you? You're supposed to do that. So, and if I'd have, like, turned around to my parents and said oh, hey, I've got the grades to go to uni, but I'm going to go and do a trade instead. They would have been, like, mortified almost. It's, it wasn't, like, thought of as that's what you do. You you know, you get the grades and go to uni, and that's what you do. So, yeah, and so I just did that and then had loads of rubbish jobs. And I saw an apprenticeship for a stonemason advertised, like, ages ago, like, years and years and years ago. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I wonder what that is. But that wasn't, like, I didn't go for it. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's what someone else does. Like, I don't do that. That's Somebody else does things like that. I'm, you know, I work in a shop. I'm just a girl who works in a shop. So, yeah. And then I had a bit of a, not, not exactly a midlife crisis, but I kind of hit 30 and, like, I wasn't really doing a lot. And I was like, yeah, I, I wish I'd done the things that I wish I'd, I wish I'd done. Mm-hmm. And I got really lucky that a bursary kind of appeared. It was like on Facebook on a news page for Lincoln or something. And they were like, hey, we're, we've got some bursary money and we're looking for trainees, you know, if you're interested. And my friends were like, you should go for that. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing anything else. I'll go for that. And then I got it. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm one of the people that does stuff like that now. <laughs> like, that's really cool. <laughs> and and yeah, when, when you when you started with like how daunting was that was it like was it nice gentle being an apprentice was it a nice like gentle way in or was it still quite daunting when you first turned up and oh, you know it was, to learn? it was crazy daunting like yeah it was absolutely ridiculous because I'd never worked with stone I'd never worked in construction I'd never like done kind of building work I'd never even worked with stone like I did my degree in art but I did like painting and drawing and that was kind right. of and so I kind of I don't know it was one of those things I'm like I'm just gonna go for it and be honest with them and be like I know nothing about this but I really want to do this because I'm super passionate about it I love craft and I love making and also like a massive history nerd like I'm obsessed medieval history so it was like as well at the same time I was like oh my god I need to work at the cathedral this is so cool um so yeah and I think yeah hopefully they just saw that passion and thought they'd take a gamble on me and yeah now I get to run around on the cathedral and sometimes I just sort of look at what I'm doing I'm like I can't believe they let me do this like (laughs) this is so cool (laughs) (laughs) the reality check you're actually doing it that's it's amazing but like so so you really you were really good at art and then you get 
I imagine, tell me if I'm wrong, like when you get stone in front of you and you get tools and this is a craft that's very hands-on, but like you say, it's not like you can use a rubber to rub stuff out. Like how long does it take for you to, to, to move your skills across from like being an artist to working physically with stone? Is that, is that a long process or is it something that once you get going, you pick it up quite quickly? Do you know what? It, it is a long process. Like traditionally, the apprenticeship program is it's three years. So I'm going to be there for three years and then they'll do like a two year improvership. And then even I mean, I know guys like that I work with that have been stonemasons for like eight or ten years. And even they're like still learning how to be better or how to do like more complex things. So I think you never stop learning which I think is across like all trades that must be like the same thing like there's always something to learn you're always going to get better if you're passionate about it and you want to learn um I think I was quite lucky because I did a lot of arty crafty stuff so I'm quite like hands-on anyway and quite a visual learner and like I like to do that kind of stuff anyway but yeah no it is hard because they will just make you make flat surfaces for months so for right. months and months you will make something perfectly flat and then they'll go that's great do it again and uh, you'll spend weeks making it flat and they'll go that's great too do it again and you just go <laughs> mental but it's like you have to do that because that's yeah part of the training and it has to be like spot on like millimeter spot on and if it is not then that is going in the skip so okay, okay. Oh. like no pressure but it all has to be like great <laughs> Oh, that's that. Oh, well, yeah, it's it's not like my work where I'm like, ah, if it's like 25 mil or even sometimes 50 mil, just whack it in. Like, who cares? It's KFC. <laughs> oh, <the witch>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's intricate. I just want to flip back to um, a question that ties in nicely what you said at the start. So one thing that we talk about on, on this podcast with a lot of my guests is um normally they go into a trade and it, a little bit like you it's been completely blind they've not been influenced by anyone um in the family and um one of the things that we talk about is like attitudes from like friends and then family and because you are going into something that I guess was typically male dominated and it's different it's a trade so talking about like your parents and the whole idea of you going to university and then coming out and then doing a trade um what yeah when you told them and since then what kind of attitudes towards your work been like um it's been really good actually like yeah like all my family are really academic like my parents are both teachers and like yeah, my brother's a chiropractor and a lot of my like extended family are all very academic they all went to uni they all have like that kind of background and I mean, I think if at the age of like 18, I'd have turned around and said I was going into a trade, they might have been like shocked and been like, no, go to uni. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, but now, like getting into this and especially, yeah, they love it. My mum loves telling people. She's just like, you know, oh, my daughter's a stonemason. Yeah, yeah, feminist points. She yeah. loves it. <laughs> That's it. Once you're in it, like, I think my parents are the same as well. Like, my mum was like, oh, my God, you're wearing, like, builder's boots, going to work, like, you know, big high-vis jacket on. And then there's kind of, like, a bragging rights behind there as well. Like, eventually, oh, no, like, the working construction, I'll do this. That's really good. Like, I think a supportive network is one thing that a lot of women can then continue in the career and they don't feel any pressure. Um, yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's the kind of attitudes that you get at work. But I'm guessing... The nice thing about you is that you're probably working in part of a team. You know, do you generally come across the general public or or not? 
Um, a little bit, yeah. We have we're quite lucky because the cathedral, well, Lincoln, where I work, has its own works department, which isn't very common for cathedrals nowadays. I don't know the exact number, but I think there's like six or seven cathedrals that are the only ones that still have their own works departments. So right. we have like it's weird. It's like I joke to people. It's a little bit like a Hogwarts for like history nerds because we have like the masonry <laughs> building and then the joiners building and then like the glazers building and everyone yeah. has their little like buildings little houses almost and it's all that yeah we're quite a small team compared to like I guess like we're not really a big site so we have like I think about 40 or 50 people in the whole works department and I think only seven of us are stonemasons maybe right. eight so it, yeah, but then we do see the general public because we're working in and around the cathedral and it is like an active building. It's like a tourist attraction and it's also like a place of worship. So you have a lot of people and you have to be quite respectful. Well, you do have to be respectful of that because they will have like services and prayer times. So there will be a time of the day when we're working and then we just have to stop because it's silent time or because there's a service on. Right. And that's, that's it. Work has to stop because of that. And that's the priority. So it's right. working around that is like interesting. It's different to like other sites, I'd imagine, where, you know, I can't imagine on a site they'd be like, okay, stop now. Prayers are no, happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's really nice to be in such a small team as well, because it is, you do get that kind of um, camaraderie and that kind of like brotherhood kind of situation. I mean, going into it, I was entering like an all male workshop. And they'd all been there for like years and right. they were like brothers. So it was really like daunting, like, oh my God, like, are they going to accept me? And they've been like amazing. Like I'm, I feel like they're my brothers and I'm like a sister now. And we all chat, like, like we chat every day, even if we're not at work, like we've been in quarantine or whatever now for like two weeks yeah. and we still all chat like every day online. So it's really nice, really That's supportive really nice. like atmosphere. And a good family vibe. That's what one of the questions I was going to ask you is, are you the only um, female like, within your group or are there others in other trades that are with you as well? Uh, yeah, there's a few girls at work. So we have um, uh, the conservation team is predominantly girls. I think there's four women and two men in conservation. So the stone conservation, which is kind of attached to stone masonry. So they do a lot of the really intricate, like, like restoration and conservation stuff which is quite complex um there's a we have a female glazer female joiner one of the female stonemasons so there is like quite a strong female presence there there's still definitely a lot more men but even entering like the workforce I wasn't like the only girl even though yeah. it was very male dominated so that was quite nice and like I've created a lot of strong female friendships across all of the different trades at work as well that's good. Really That's nice. just a positive thing to, to see. I think we're seeing more trades women. I think, um, like you say, people are coming if you either if you've been at university or not, um, because of social media, a lot of more um, jobs have been like you can see people doing the jobs. Therefore, I think girls are choosing them, um, which I think is going to happen in the next. Well, hopefully, it's going to increase in the next like ten or twenty years. But before, I mean, like you say, I mean, in my job, I hadn't got a clue 
you know, I'd never even heard of it. And, and the same for you. So it's good. Yeah, the exposure out there and by you doing your work and even by someone walking into the cathedral and seeing you, you know, you don't know how many little girls are going to be there. And you're like, oh, that's a cool job. Like, yeah, you know, definitely. And the, like the amount of times I've like walked through the cathedral and like, you know, high vis and hard hat and carrying tools or whatever. And you get like, you do get double takes, like people looking yeah. at you like, <laughs> me I'm like all these big burly guys and I'm like this little like because I'm only like five foot tall so and they're just like what a girl and I love it hi everyone I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far this is just a little interruption I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the podcast and if you've got time please head over to www.shewhodareswins.com on there you'll find lots of information about our guests including the show notes and also a lot of content that I've produced for YouTube which hopefully can help either inspire or support you on your journey um, so that's www.shewhodareswins.com there's also a small range of merchandise on there which if purchased helps to prop up this podcast and keep us inspiring and supporting women across the nation. So thank you so much and let's get back to this great podcast. So if there's a girl out there that's considered, you know, is kind of inspired by this, what would you say are like the best things about the job? And then also do you have any stories about, you know, things that have happened that have been really challenging? Um, anything that can kind of give them like a true insight? Because kind of like on this podcast, we do the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, <laughs> obviously, and the construction side of things is quite a lot of ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like attitudes and things. But yeah, I mean, do you have anything you want to share or any kind of stories um, or even insights if someone's out there to, to say, you know, you should do this because X, Y and Z? And that's a really open question. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I think like if I was saying to someone like, like real talk, what it's like, like if you love um, like the variety is amazing in what I do. Like one day I'll be in the workshop working stone which is nice it's relaxing I can have radio on it's great working stone then the next day I might have to put on a harness and climb climb up on the roof and dig pigeon guts out of a gutter or something like so it's super gross but super fun and really varied and if you like like the variety working like outside getting hands-on like the teamwork is great like you do feel like you're part of a family then yeah that is awesome like I couldn't recommend it enough to people um in terms of like the ugly or the bad I, I've been really lucky I think I'm quite because I've only I've only been doing this for two years I'm two years into my traineeship okay. so I think I'm maybe a bit jaded because I've had such a great experience from the start that I just think no, long way that continue long way that I mean if yeah. you've got, <laughs> have you got any kind of like from you just said you were up on a roof was there any kind of like scary experiences where you're like hold on a minute what am I doing here like clamoring on yeah, I mean, it, is, it can be, I think, with a lot of, like, high, like, um, high-level work, that kind of thing, working at heights. I mean, if anyone's coming onto a construction site that's never worked on a site before, then, you know, to be presented with, like, okay, here is 11 lifts of scaffold, here's the ladder, go. Like, that's <laughs> going to be a bit nerve-wracking for everyone. <laughs> but, like, I was really lucky because I, like, did a lot of rock climbing, so heights has always been something that I'm quite cool with anyway. Uh, okay right so I think like I'm not as nervous as maybe I would have been like it's right. still a nerve-wracking thing and you still have to be super aware and I think that nerves is a good thing to have because that makes you more careful 
I think if yeah. you start getting too relaxed about it, that's when accidents can happen. So I think it's good to be a little bit nervous because then you're like extra careful and extra like diligent about what you're doing. But yeah. I love it. Any excuse, if there's any like, yeah, if they need someone to go up on the roof in a harness, I'm always like, me, me, pick me. Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Even if it is just like digging pigeon guts out of a drain. So. <laughs> And I suppose you're getting good view from the top there. Like you can see, um, see quite oh, far afield. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and yeah. how how dangerous is like the actual like hands-on work? Like you're working with stone and tools. Like, it, it, is that a dangerous part of it or not really? Because it's not um, powerful. I th- I think with a lot of jobs, like it's as dangerous as you make it. Really, I don't think it's any mm. different to like an electrician or a joiner. Like you're using. We don't use a lot of power tools. It's all still very like some of the tools I use would be exactly the same to what they would have used a thousand years ago. I have a wooden mallet and a steel chisel. And when you're training, you have to do everything by hand. You can't use any um, air tools or power tools. They want you to learn it all by hand. And then as you progress, you start using kind of air chisels which I guess isn't dangerous, but you just have to be careful of like the normal things, like the vibration in vibrating tools and that kind of thing. And it's just being sensible, like moving heavy stones around and knowing what you're capable of lifting and that kind of stuff. So the actual work itself isn't dangerous or any more kind of taxing than any other like physical or manual job. Right. Um, That's what leads me nicely onto the next question, which is like attributes. So, it's interesting to me, like certain jobs, I feel like certain personality types or um, certain attributes are good. Um, would you say like, what were the best attributes that you could work on or that you would need for your job? Like, do you, th- do you think patience is one or do you think like oh, physical? Patience, 100 percent. Like, right. yeah, it, it took me like a month to work my first flat surface and you're just making something flat for four weeks so like, it will drive anyone insane like a normal person would be driven insane by that but I think yeah you've got to be super patient and and I think like you've got to be quite not like not boisterous not you can't be too precious I think in construction in general I guess because it is a very like not round trying to think of the right word rowdy sounds bad boisterous sounds bad but it is that kind of banter it is quite a bit rough around the edges and you know we joke all the time at work like the banter is amazing and I love that and we're always kind of taking them like taking the piss out of each other and like ribbing each other and like I think you've got to be able to like have a not a thick skin but you've got to be able to take it I think yeah I think that comes with with anything working with men like any everyone I speak to kind of have not similar personalities but like you say you you once you get in there you I mean you can enjoy it that's the good thing about it it's a there's a great camaraderie but if if you take things to heart I think sometimes um certain trades are not for you just because of the culture that is and hasn't changed in like I think since the stone age yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> definitely um, but as long as people don't cross boundaries and you're respected and it sounds like you're massively supported in the work that you do and you've got a great family. Um, so it becomes this environment that's actually really cool and, and, and good to work in. And I think, like you say, you sound very similar to me in that you like the outdoors, you know, hands on stuff, not working in an office like that would drive me absolutely do lally. Um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you switching now. Yeah, no way, man, no way. 
Well, I love it. Like I, I grew up with like, I grew up with lads. Like I've got a brother and I've got uh, male cousins that I'm really close to that are kind of like my brothers. And so I've always grown up in quite like a laddish kind of atmosphere. Yeah. So this for me, it's just been like a really easy, it just like fits. Like it just makes sense to work around a lot of like guys. And we're quite lucky as well that actually like the team that I'm in at the moment, I think there's like five of us were, that were all born in the same year. So we're all 31 this year. Awesome. So we're all like the same age and have the same kind of humor as well. So it is like being at work with my brother and my cousins and like hanging out with like, that's the kind of feel. So it's really nice. And they're really like supportive of me and they don't treat me any differently because I'm a girl and I wouldn't want them to either like I wouldn't want to get like special treatment or like different treatment like I would I would want them to expect me to be able to do the work that they do and not expect any different from me just because I'm a girl and so that's really like nice to have that and I take it you've not had any difficulties with doing any of the work like there's nothing that a woman wouldn't be capable of doing uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, the, like the only thing is just like, like biologically, like I'm not as strong. Like I can't lift a stone as heavy as like, I don't know, the guy next to me who might sure. be like this big burly guy. But that's just biology. Like, you know, I'm sure yeah. there's another guy at work who isn't as strong as this other guy at work. And some guys yeah. are just stronger than other guys. So it doesn't really come into it like, oh, you know, you're a girl, you can't do that. It's just knowing what you're capable of and knowing your limits in terms of your own strength. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of about it, really. There's no reason why I couldn't yeah. do anything that they could well, do. There you go. There's no, so anyone listening, there's no <laughs> barriers, there's no excuse. Um, no. So how, do we, <laughs> how do we get more women or young girls into this? How do you think? How do you think we could do that? I think it's awareness, like yeah, just overall awareness, and I think removing that stigma, which I don't think. The stigma is as big nowadays, but it was definitely like there when I was at school, like 15 years ago, which isn't a long time really in the grand scheme of things. But even 15 years ago, there was this idea that if you went into like a trade or if you did like kind of some kind of laboring work, that meant you were like, you know, oh, you weren't smart. Like you didn't have the opportunity to go to uni. So that was like the thing you fell back on because you weren't smart, like and that's like ridiculous, you know, because like these jobs are hard and they're like, and yeah, they're physical, but it's a different kind of intelligence and a different kind yeah. of smart that I think isn't as recognized or wasn't as recognized when I was at school. So I just think like breaking that stigma, I th- still think there's a little bit of work to do there. Yeah. And just yeah, no, that's that, you know, there are other options and one isn't better than the other. They're just different. Yeah. And it's a different type of, um, I don't know, I think you get a lot of satisfaction like doing hands-on work. I think, yeah, you know, like you said, your stuff's going to be there for God knows how many more years to come. And you're part of the history line, you know, of, of what you're working on, which is incredible. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, like you're right, the physical side of things, uh, people have always said, oh, construction, building trades. Yeah, you know, you go into that if you flunk out on – but actually – I mean, the one discussion I always have with, especially bricklayers, is like, oh, um, like you actually have to know quite a bit of maths. 
Yeah, yeah. I've used so much maths, like in the last like few months. Like, you know, when you're at school and they're teaching you Pythagoras, and you're yeah, like, know, "We're yeah, never going to use this in the real world. Why do we have to do this?" And then now, now I'm here, and I'm like googling Pythagoras. How do I do it? Like, <laughs> wish I'd paid attention to geometry. <laughs> exactly yeah so many times I've been on site and I've been like looking at bearings and stuff and angle and I'm like oh my god I just totally didn't I, I was like who are you never gonna need this in a job and I'm like yep now it's you <laughs> yeah well my my mom's a maths teacher so I've been like on the phone to her so many times like mom I need a geometry lesson now how do I do this <laughs> what is pie and you do revert back to being a kid don't you like I mean I had I've got like an engineering notebook and in there like I'm scribbling down stuff and and I'm like oh my god like I'm going back through and it's literally like a breakdown I'm sure a five-year-old could just do it like that now but because it was so long ago I'm like panicking sweating while people are going Michelle we need this now and I'm like (laughs) Google I mean what did people do before Google it's crazy People must have been so smart before Google. I retained so much more information. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm showing my bad points here for anyone that's listening that uh, has me doing any engineering. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't think my work. <laughs> oh, it's already out there now. Um, awesome. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with a final question for you, Rachel. What is in the future for you? What do you want to do in the future? Um, what are you like are there any exciting things that you're working on or where do you want to be in kind of like five or ten years time I know that's a huge question but there you go oh my gosh well right I think right now I'd settle for like doing my apprenticeship and doing yeah. well and getting like the good the good grades so like yeah achieving a good apprenticeship would be great I would love to stay on working in the cathedral I love it like um I, yeah, I've been quite vocal about that like I am gonna stay you can't get rid of me I'll just keep turning up <laughs> no, like no. but working like in the heritage sector I just love that so much like any opportunity to just work with heritage and with older buildings like because that just appeals to my like love of history and all of that I'm just such a big history nerd so yeah that is all I want to do now and I wish I'd done this like years ago like I look back and I just think why did I go to uni why did I work in horrible shops for like 10 years that sucked I wasted so much time like so yeah I, wish I, know, I, think, I think sometimes these journeys like you have to kind of go on them don't you to to get to where you want to be and it has life has a weird way of figuring things out um and it, I always say it all makes for a good story um yeah. landing in a construction or a trade it's never to be honest it, it's hardly ever anyone that I speak to that's like had a known route from like being a teenager right the way through to getting in as passion unless they've got parents that have been in construction or a trade and like they've known they wanted to go that route so no it's it's cool and I really appreciate you sharing your story with me and um I think lots of people will be inspired by this and I will put a link in the description to your Instagram um at the moment, is Instagram the main way that you share your work? Yeah, that's like the only place. Yeah, I'm kind of brand new. I've only had that account for like four months as well. So I'm oh, like right, okay. figuring out like what's best and like what to share and yeah, or what people are interested in. Because for me, it's just like I'm just at work. Like I love it and I think it's the coolest yeah. thing ever. But I'm like, do other people think this is cool or am I just being a nerd? Like, no, no, totally. I think it is. 
yeah you're definitely like I mean even like I'm on now and I'm like oh that's so cool like working on that and I think um yeah it's, it's nice to know there's other women out there I think that's the great thing with Instagram um yeah. like I, see you, I see you rocking the tradey lady club t-shirt and I've had yeah. Steph on the podcast yeah and it's, yeah. This, it's this global community and and all the girls are so supportive of each other and Instagram I think is a place where everything's grown and allowed us all to have a conversation whether that be like a moan or showcase off what what you know we've got going um so yeah definitely be keeping an eye on your story and wish you all the best thanks Um, thanks for having me this has been really cool yeah my first podcast so yeah (laughs) all right thanks a lot no worries take care Rachel thanks for your time bye Bye.